They celebrate it in cricket. A on patient the field. knock. <laughs> should, uh, we should celebrate it too. It has been a, a grinding knock. I wonder how many um, people lost hours of sleep last night binging Unchained. Recording. Recording. I uh, Look, I'm going to get up right up, up front and I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll try Arnie not Doco to do came out at the spoilers. same time. How can you not, like, it opens with, like, in this big snowy, Nor- I don't, I'm going to say Norway, I'm just guessing. Was there, a, chop- was there a chopper? <laughs> <laughs> Nearly, but it's him in the, not yet. in this big, like, hot tub with a cigar going, I always knew I was going to be something big. And you're just like, I'm hooked. Indeed. I'm well, I, I can tell you I'm, you know, pretty pretty elbow deep in Unchained and there has not been a hot tub moment No hot tubs? Yet. No hot tubs. You, you, you wait, there'll be a hot tub. Mm. Uh, welcome to the Wheelhouse Podcast. It's so lovely to be back in the bunker and back in action. I've been away and I've come back at the best possible time because it's a little bit of a milestone today, Kate Bates. Ha- what's what's today? What's happening? Happy birthday to us. Well, kind of. 50 episodes, Joel Spreadborough. Yeah, just like that. And it only took me 49 to say your surname properly. <laughs> You've come a long way since uh, Speedborough, which was I have. what you first said. And spread butter. And spread butter, yeah. But yeah. Uh, here we are. Look, it's been a fun ride so far. Many more to come, though. Uh, we've been here, we've been there, we've been everywhere. And 50 episodes has come up just like that. So thank you to everyone who's been part of the journey so far. And don't be shy. Yes. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. And may there be many 50, 150, 250. Who, who even knows? Indeed. I mean, we're not – the wheelhouse isn't just a bicycle with two wheels. You work with my analogy here. I'm a wheel, you're a wheel. Yeah. We're a tricycle with Merxy. We are a tricycle. He balances the whole thing out. Yeah, Merxy. Did you notice the party lights? The party lights. I love the party I lights. I love the party lights. Before Having you a bit started of a rolling, disco we in the bunker. Dancing. Yeah, we were discoing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lubing up the chains for another episode of The Wheelhouse, episode number 15. It's so lovely to have you along uh, back in the bunker. Giro is done. Uh, I missed our follow-up to the Giro after a look, hectic trip to Italy that four weeks. Absolute hurricane, whirlwind trip, and I, I went down. It's No sooner has that passed us by, though, and we're looking ahead to the TDF, Kate Bates, and... Uh, Less than a month and hard to believe. Wow. Um, we're seeing some signs, aren't we? Because uh, let's go to Dorpene first. Uh, firstly, one of the fantastic names that I think I've got right for once, which is just great. Say it again? No. <laughs> I already said it. Why would I say it again? You say it. Uh, the Dolphine. Dolphine. That's what Dauphiné. I said, wasn't it? Did I, I said Dorpene. That's okay. The Dolphine uh, in France. Now, we've got... Uh, my, let's, can I just start? With my the most exciting thing in my world right now, please. Alaphilippe is a big sigh. Alaphilippe is back. back. His first uh, serious win in in over a year, I believe. Bonjour, Lulu. We love Lulu. Lulu's the guy that that got me into, and I'm sure I'm not alone out there. We do, um, and um, and I think our, our friend over at SBS, Christophe Malay. Uh, who introduced you to the world of Philippe? I <laughs> yeah, believe. loves Lulu. Uh, strong arm. Yes, I think he'd be <laughs> sleeping a little bit better to have him back. He has been on sensational form. All eyes were on him mm. coming into this. How's he going to go? Uh, the last time I saw him in any kind of media was his own social media with a kid trailer on the back of his bike riding up a big mountain um, with a small human mm-hmm. to keep him company. Um, that said to me that he was enjoying life and not taking anything too seriously because priorities had shifted. Perhaps. Yes, yep. um, but it's so fantastic to see him uh, in winning form again. I got to say though, he won mm. uh, early on, and oh, sigh of relief. Mm. And I knew that you'd be big well, sigh of relief. He, too. Him too. He, he's like, so him. I, I just I can't believe it. Didn't see that coming. Basically, I, I was waiting for Lefebvre to come out and say yes. So what? Thankfully, that hasn't happened. He's kind of stayed quiet. Uh, but the next stage, he was on his butt yeah. in a fall again, and I thought, oh, what is going on here? Mm. But he got back up. He had a good time trial. Yeah. He's good in the mountains. Yeah. He's He's been sitting up on the virtual podium. There's good the signs. The VP, sitting on the VP. Sitting on the VP. Geez, they're, a tough, they're a tough bunch, aren't they? I've got to say, because that was a, not, a, not an un... 
you know, not a small bump, mm. bump on the bum, a little little stack, a little hadza, as we used yes. to say. And yes. up he gets. Yes. And we always talk about primos and the likes of just being extremely resolute. And uh, let's stay on the path of, of resolve because another one who's bringing the pain uh, is Jonas, your cousin, oh. your fifth cousin, uh, Jonas Vingegaard, back <laughs> yes. right on time. And we've been spending a lot of time in the lead up to episode 50 talking about Jonas and wondering how's Jonas, is Jonas okay? Jonas has taken some time for himself. Uh, Jonas obviously had a massive year last year. Maybe that all just became a little bit too much. But now I'm starting to think it's just all part of the plan. All part of the master plan is timed it to absolute perfection. What are your thoughts on this? Yes, I, I think that Yumbo have done an exceptional job um, of allowing him to ride his own path of preparation. Mm. Uh, they, haven't, they haven't had the spotlight on him too much. They've allowed him and supported him to have a lighter racing program. So it's great to see him back and on good form. And he, the first stage he won at the Dauphiné this year, he said, oh, I didn't even really expect it. That wasn't necessarily the plan. I was just a lot stronger yep. um, than Richard. So he was in a break with Richard Carapaz. And that's great. I mean, it's so kind of grounding and reassuring for him in the lead-in. Because, you know, at the moment when the Dauphiné starts, you know we're nearly at the Tour. Because mm -hmm. the Dauphiné and then the Tour of Swiss are the two that every team chooses one or the other, mm -hmm. you know. And, and it's then this crescendo when they all come together at the Tour de France. And typically Dauphiné is more for the climbers. And so we are looking really specifically at your Bernals, your Carapaz, your Vingegaards to see where their form is. Mm -hmm. And... He's he's already looking really good. Yeah, there's a maturity as well. Uh, I think big attack stage five and afterwards, sort of deflecting attention from himself and from the from the race entirely, playing paying tribute to some victims of a horrible attack. Obviously, a stabbing attack that happened over there as well. And just just anyway, we won't go into that. We're not a news bulletin, but the perspective I thought, and this this refreshing kind of maturity where he's not caving in on himself, thinking about all of that. He's kind of like, look, I'm here. I'll do my best and we'll see how we go. But there's bigger things at play as well. Yeah, well, that's it. And and what he said was that on a day like this, you know, you realise cycling doesn't really matter Yeah. Um, when thinking about um, what had happened. And I think that that does show a maturity and it shows a balance yep. because it's really easy in the heat of the moment to think yep. that bike racing is life and death but that doesn't make you very resilient or agile in long tours because let's face it you have to accept going into a tour de france that shit is going to happen yeah if you're lucky just a little bit of shit if you're unlucky <laughs> a whole lot of shit yeah, but yeah. either way <laughs> Giro, yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah. your ability to literally get up and keep going um when you've been on your butt but you know emotionally and uh I think from a motivation point of view, to get off the bike, you're in pain. Whether you win or lose, you're in pain. You know, it's who hurts the most in mm. these events. That's what makes a difference. So I really like his comments from that view because yeah. it says a lot more than just winning the stage. Yep. It says he's pretty grounded. Speaks to an ability to get on get on with it, move on, not, not, yeah. not, not suffer from every little uh, no, thing that goes against No, no. And him, I so. think it's actually easier to make yourself completely physically and emotionally vulnerable mm -hmm. in a race and really throw it all out there when you have the perspective of upside is I win, woohoo. Downside is I don't win, but big deal. Yeah. Like that allows yeah. you to risk losing in order to win. Yep. I think so. all, all the great athletes are defined by their ability to just get on with it. Yeah, to a degree, and, and, yeah. You know. Yeah, go Jonas. Go, Jonas. It's good to see him back and absolutely devastating with an attack that left everyone, everyone behind. Now, not to be left in the rearview mirror is, of course, our mate Glutzi, <laughs> Glutzi O'Connor, who's, uh, who's yes. made his way to second overall mm. at time of recording, uh, which is, it, it's so good to see this, the favourite son of WA back. It is. And I think it's time to reignite our campaign for a giant... Statue, statue of an ass. <laughs> no, uh, made I of want bronze. his entire body, please. I thought I thought we'd just discuss the upper hamstrings and the glutes. No, I, look, I think it should be his Kate, entire where body. Where is this money coming from? Do you know how much it's going to cost, Mercy? 
Uh, we only have enough budget for the hour. See? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Luke and I, sorry, Merxy and I have crunched the numbers on this. So it is. Yes. All right. Well, um, statue of an ass. glutes will no longer be in the rear vision mirror. <laughs> but hasn't he been earning his statue uh, over in France? And again, like we've seen him build up beautifully before and do good things in the tour. How are we you have, about I mean, it? he. so he was third last year overall mm. in the Dolphin A and... Um, we'll, we can talk a bit more about what led to the, the glutes naming um, in the first place at the tour last year. But if you don't go into the tour with any kind of form, mm. well, you know, it doesn't look very good for Forget about there, it. does it? Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so I think it is really reassuring. And also because we've been so carried away in the beauty and the stories of the classics and then the duo, sometimes these players are in the back of your mind yeah. and we haven't been talking much about Glutes O'Connor because he hasn't really been uh, at the forefront of anything. This is really his time to rise. So it's good to see him calm and, and he had a good time trial, which yeah. I think is the important part because that's been a vulnerable spot for him yeah. uh, when he finished fourth of the tour. If his time trials had have been better, he could have nudged onto the podium. So I like that. So he's rounding himself out beautifully, he, which is great. No, he no, is. That was, I was being serious. Oh, I was just thinking about a yeah, round. I know you, see, rear. now you're on board I mean, with the statue. Look, he's taking uh, all the right wrists. Oh, sorry, risks. Let's, <laughs> let, whoa, what a convenient segue. Let's talk about wrists now. Mm. And someone who's not there. Uh, but is very much on the bike and sucking in the big ones at altitude. I refer, of course, to the one, the only, Pog, uh, who's who's just, just hovering, just hovering in the background as well. Today, Pogacar yeah. has been a naughty boy, Joel. He's been a naughty boy. What, He's why, been a naughty Kate? boy. He has not listened to doctor's instructions. Uh, and as a result, it has taken a longer time than anticipated for his scaphoid mm-hmm. to heal his, his broken wrist. Yep. Uh, so he will likely be lining up at the tour with a wrist brace on. I don't know whether that will affect him too much or not, but the material effect to now is that he'll have a very reduced racing schedule. Uh, so from his crash, he will only have two race days before the Tour de France. He was mm. meant to ride the Tour of Slovenia. He's out of that. I'm pretty sure that the fans... We'll be pretty bummed to hear that, to be honest, mm-hmm. the Slovenian fans. But he will be riding the national championships, the time trial and the road race. Right. Uh, okay. So they will be his only two race days before the Tour de France. Yeah. So a very different lead up. Merci. And he's heading to uh, to France June 11 to do some oh, recon. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm amazed that we know that. That's he's incredibly... Recon. I think Maxi. Yeah, <laughs> both both thorough, yes. meticulous, and a little bit stalky I from th- the wheelhouse <laughs> podcast. Mercy like had it. him on the DM the other night yeah. trying to figure out what he's up to. <laughs> he is a friend <laughs> of the wheelhouse, but like you know, we saw it early on. He's defied the injury almost from the get go. He was posting videos, doing things in his kitchen, inventing exercise, just doing yes. it for the sake of. He just he just cannot be contained. The old, the old toe curl. Yeah, the, the old toe curl. <laughs> is he is the he the athlete? Those athletes that I guess you go back to the eighties and look at those footballers that'd smoke a pack of cigarettes and drink a tolly mm. and then go out there and score three tries. Is he this athlete that can go in with two races? I'm not saying he's smoking cigarettes and drinking <laughs> tallies, but can he go in with limited prep? Can he still be the threat that he is? He obviously he obviously mm. thinks he can be. Oh, look, I think so. I mean he's he's another athlete that has an incredibly balanced view on everything and he's pretty chilled and he, he's a bit of a cool cucumber. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that as a nickname. What do we, what do we think about that? Pog the cucumber. Yeah. Or Taday the cucumber. The cool cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we we'll, can go we'll with that. Shop it. Uh, so our cucumber, I, I think what we need to remember is that given the alternate preparation and run in, mm-hmm. let's not expect too much in, in week one. So in previous tours, he's taken the yellow in the first week. Yeah, it hasn't and, taken and it, has, has like it, seized like it. ripped it off yeah, people's yeah. shoulders. Not literally, but almost. Yeah, it's like a schoolyard bully. <laughs> yes, it's yes. Like, give me your yellow and your lunch money. I mean, talking about Arnie, like it feels like oh. that it has a place in that documentary. But I think... <laughs> give me the yellow if you want to live. Yellow, give me the yellow. Jeez, um, that was nearly taking us off track there, Joel. Very Just nearly. About. No, I think that we won't expect to see that. I don't okay. think we'll see him in the yellow as early as we have in the past okay. because it will take him a bit of time to really ride into it. And I'd be a bit concerned if he is hits with such good form early mm. on 
um, that perhaps that will bite him. Because he hasn't got enough K's in the legs, basically. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he'd have a lot of indoor K's. Yeah. Um, but it is different from race kilometres. Like your heart rate profile, your power profile when you're on your own versus when you're racing yeah. and the speeds, it is just different. Are you saying him coming back with limited preparation is risky business? Yeah, <laughs> it is a little bit of risky business. Okay, well, I'm... I'm so excited. We're, we're a month out. Sorry. Sorry. It, look, it's risky business. It risky. is. Uh, look, a month you out. We're to already stop talking. Stop saying risky business. <laughs> we're talking. There's his nickname, by the way, risky. We are uh, risky pogs back on the bike. That's all we need to know. And we're talking about these contenders, which is absolutely fantastic to see. And I, I, I just love that. It's like we've literally just caught our breath from the Giro, and now it's just Oof. all guns blazing toward that. Now I was um, a little bit peckish this morning. And I was going to buy myself a beef sandwich on the way and just to have a little bite to Mm. eat on the Wheelhouse podcast episode number 50 coming to you from the bunker. I I was reticent though. I was reticent because I was concerned about letrozole, Kate Bates. What's what's going on in the world of letrozole in women's cycling? And men's cycling, And men's cycling. Contaminated beef. Contaminated beef. I've got a beef... With the beef. Oh, there you go. Is it, hang on. <laughs> well, so look, is, it, is this a okay. performance enhancing right. issue or a health issue? Le- well, this is a good topic and I don't love covering uh, doping scandals at all. I think that you can give too much breath to it sometimes. Mm. But this is worth talking about because uh, very famously in our history, Alberto Contador uh, tested positive, um, very low levels in his blood, but he blamed the beef. And did at the time, people did a bit of a deep dive into can meat be contaminated with especially hormones? I mean, mm. we hear it all the time with chicken, etc. So letrozole is um, a product that is used to lower the levels of estrogen uh, in the body. And it's predominantly, it was developed for breast cancer patients, yeah. but it's used in the context of sport and performance enhancement. Um, to offset the feminizing effects of anabolic steroids. So there's your base of why people okay. might use it, okay? It also comes with terrible side effects, Joel, like yep. hideous. Like it can lead um, to weight gain, a decrease in bone density, hot flashes, night sweats. Like it's not a particularly nice drug, but it is important to some people. Why the beef, though? Mm. In certain parts of the world, including in Normandy and France where um, Shari Bossett was training and Toon Arts was training as well uh, when they both tested positive for this substance. It is legal and common practice to give the cows letrozole in order to uh, control the ovulation of the female cows. Right. So it is absolutely possible that in trace amounts, it would be present in the beef. That's disturbing just for anybody who might be eating. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry, it's the beef sandwich. So so sorry. Um, Uh, Yes, so it's disturbing, I think, just from a health population. Like, I don't really want to be eating meat that has these kinds of hormones and products in it. Um, I'm a vegetarian as of now. It's very concerning for the athletes because. Usually, this is the kind of product that's used in combination with anabolic steroids. Right. In both of these cases in the last 12 months, there's been no steroid found and only very, very low trace elements of letrozole found. Okay. There's also been no link for either of them to any kind of doctor prescription, black market, anything. And both of them were training in the Normandy region, eating um, wads of red meat mm-hmm. to keep their iron levels up and keep on going. And uh, and this has happened. I'm not a doping sympathist at all. Um, you know, I, I'm pre- I have a pretty harsh opinion on it. But I must say that in both of these cases, I'm very concerned about um, the veracity of claims that this was taken on purpose. That's really interesting. Mm. Talking about the similar effect to, I guess, the testosterone that it that that's perceived to bring, mm. and a zero tolerance policy. Zero but, tolerance. So it doesn't matter where it came well, from. Well, I mean, we talk about like it's quite well known now that um, 
especially young females are affected by the hormone levels in chicken, yeah. um, especially in America where the regulation is a little bit different to Australia in what they can and can't give um, the animals. But it's quite well known mm. that mm. they do give um, synthetic hormones to animals to change um, their growth and um, help with farming practices. And so I don't think it's naive mm. to consider that there might be a flow on this. I mean, if it, if it can affect um, young women's growth because of the hormones in chicken, yeah. is it really so far-fetched to think that beef might have a contaminated <laughs> product in there too? Not to harp on about it, to move on about it. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> you want to move on. No, I, I'm, we can uh, move on. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting one because like hormones in... <laughs> In livestock, you know, so you're telling me battery hens aren't naturally this big. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's of course it's a thing. But the fact yeah. that it's concentrated in this region, mm. I don't know. What do you do? Yeah, what I do, mean, what I, do we say? Like, I think given the levels detected, given nothing else was detected, there should be an area, you know, where the athletes do have a bit of support. Yeah to try and track down uh, where it came from and how it happened. Because in the case of Shari Bossett, this has big flow and implications, uh, not just for her, but she's Lotta Kopecky's Madison partner. Um, they're world champions. Certainly Lotta Kopecky would now be very concerned that her gold medal hopes for Paris are uh, seeping away. She's been dropping swears, I think. And it's just not fair if it isn't they're doing. Of course it isn't. Of course so, it isn't. And uh, Toon, Toon as well. Toon uh, Arts. Toon Arts. Yeah. Which so one of the, again, really in the grand final of, of names. It is, isn't it? Toon, Toon Arts. But same sort of thing. And and I guess uh, she's been on, she's on what, provisionally non-active status. So then you go into the, 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 the discussion about livelihood, of course, mm. and all of that. So a terribly uncertain time. And we've seen so many... I guess doping scandals, not just in cycling, but even this year. Look at Peter Bowl, the Australian uh, runner. Yeah, course, same like thing. And one. he proved he proved his innocence. Yeah. I tell you what, if they take something, it's high, it's decent level in their system. There's no real basis to say contamination or even consider it. Yeah. Kick them out. Throw the book at them. Harshest penalty. Yeah. I am all behind that. Uh, but I'm realistic. But if they've just gone when out for a steak sandwich sort of for yeah. lunch, yeah, and then come back with, yeah, and look, it's yeah. A, I mean, where do you draw the line when you now have to be scared of even eating meat? Like, do you have to source special organic meat that you know absolutely doesn't have a chance of that? I mean, that's all getting a bit silly, isn't it? Well, maybe it? They, they just have to do the Lefebvre across the sport and just plates of salad for all of you. That's all you get. <laughs> yeah, no carbs, yes. no protein. And stay lean. Lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, interested to see how it plays out, but always thinking of the welfare and the, the mental health of athletes involved in this sort of thing as well. As you say, if it's deliberate and it's proven to be so, that's get different. Out. Get out of here. But gee whiz, we're just having an mm, innocent hamburger in a, a region full of, let's say, junky cows. <laughs> it makes things a little bit difficult. But it is the Wheelhouse podcast. It's a milestone episode. It's 50 50 episodes. I, I briefly had a listen back to our very first episode uh, earlier. <clears throat> Moving yeah. on. So it's uh, <laughs> more positive news on the women's front. Uh, Kate Bates, Carly McCulloch. Now, I love it when we get one back. Yes. I love it when the Aussies reclaim one, especially when there's a bit of Queensland involved in there as well. And that's what's happening here. Oh, look, Carly McCulloch's from New South Wales and she's choosing Queensland. to come. Queensland. Ah! I, awesome. I like, align with like that you, story. I, I do. I align with that story. I might. <laughs> I also add, um, Joel, that she's she's been at Great Britain. She's been coaching, um, but she realised that in winter uh, in Queensland you can wear Birkenstocks and short sleeves. And she, after <laughs> two winters in in Great Britain, she thought, "I've had enough of I'm this. Out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done." Yeah, Carly McCulloch. She rode uh, very famously to a number of world titles. Um, with Anna Mears in the mm. team sprint. Um, she's one of our favourite sprint Olympians um, in the women, known just for this incredible tenacity and strategic nous. Yeah, To have her in Australia coaching uh, is a big win to get her back. When she retired, she went over to Great Britain because they saw uh, very quickly the potential she had in taking what is such a sharp racing mind into the coaching sphere. 
noting that not every good athlete is a good coach. Um, I myself am rubbish. You should have seen me trying to teach the kids how to ride bikes because to me it's autopilot, right? But someone like Carly breaks it down into such minute detail that she is just an incredible mentor Mm -hmm. and coach. And Great Britain have put in the time to develop her. Uh, Thanks, GB. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, She's been very successful there. And now coming back to Queensland, I think uh, my expectation of where Carly can go as a coach is to be at the top of uh, the coaching tree for the 2032 Brisbane Olympics. Okay, you're thinking long term. Yeah, I I think that she's got the capability – um, to be there, and and I hope she gets the support for that too. I'm just, Can I'm you just see, very happy um, to have her home. Yeah, it's massive. Can you see shorter term impact, uh, Paris, for example? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, I think she's coming back to Queensland um, Academy of Sport to start. Yeah. So I think that we've we've had um, some pretty good coaches up here in Queensland developing uh, the athletes. But yeah. as we for mid term, I think she'll have a big impact on developing the next generation uh, to step up into the sprint ranks and then I can see her following them um, to the national team. Okay. Potentially losing, Queensland might lose her in the longer term. but um, We'll see about that. Yeah. I have a probing question, Ooh. a difficult question yes. for you. It's not on the rundown, Joel. Did we, did we clear this with Merck? No, it hasn't been put through <laughs> editorial. It hasn't been legaled yet. No. No, it's, no, it's just simply... When's she coming on the show? Oh, we'll have to get her in here. Yeah, well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll slide into her DMs yeah. and say, hey, Carl's. <laughs> Just cut and Come paste on uh, in. what Merks, whatever what Merks he went to I know, it with. seems uh, to work, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no business like show business and cycling is up in lights, Kate Bates, uh, on two fronts, two fronts at the moment. Uh, mm. A global streaming release has occurred and uh, just around the corner is what I'm. I'm actually a little bit excited about a doco about one of the great comebacks in cycling. Let's let's talk first about uh, Netflix and just give them free, you know, free mentions because yes. I'm sure they'd do the same for us. Well, now, I, I was going to offer our uh, listeners, Joel, mm. to log in with the Wheelhouse Netflix login. We'll give you our password and you can check out uh, what's going on. But, yeah. you know, Netflix poo-pooed that idea, didn't they? didn't they? want a bar of it, did they? No password sharing, no. Yeah. Unchained, yeah. though. It's out. Uh, same same creators as the Formula One Drive to Survive series. Uh, as I confessed at the start, I'm yet to see it. I'm really interested to hear what you think about it, though. It's better. Better than Drive to Survive. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you saying that as a like lifelong cyclist or genuinely? Merksy, can I get your take? Is it better than Drive to Survive? Yes, it is, Joel. Can't stop. It is. In that case, I can't wait. Can't stop. Look, I can't stop. Won't stop. (laughs) We can see the drama, and what what's what's worked about Drive to Survive is that is the access is the Mm. you see temper tantrums, you see these rivalries, these egos in at full flight. That in cycling is we're often just watching from a bit of a distance, aren't we? It's like you see them rolling out, you see them on the podium, you see them doing interviews. But what else are they doing? Merksy made a good point earlier. It's actually good to actually 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 to see their faces as well because they're often covered up. Yes. So it's quite well, revealing. <laughs> most of the athletes look better with helmets off. Oh. But there were, and, and none of the current, but I do remember the first time I saw Alejandro Valverde uh, without a helmet. And I hadn't really realised how receding his hairline was. Who, who's that, sorry? Valverde. Alejandro. Uh, Alejandro. Yeah, Alejandro. Alejandro. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, and it completely changed my view of how I saw him. Now, there's not necessarily any of that, but you're right. <laughs> there yes. we go, Merksy. Yes, With the gold every time. Bit of a dance opportunity. Unchained is such a... Oh, it's such an interesting, deep-diving uh, production. Yeah. Because it, it brings it in for the non-cycling traditionalists. It explains it beautifully. It okay. breaks it down and lets people who are new to the sport understand the ins and outs and the happenings and puts context around it. I guess in the same way, uh, Joel, as I did for you when you were new to cycling. 100%. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this could have done a more succinct job of doing it. Um, hey, what are you talking It's but, three years uh, of progress has been immeasurable, Kate Bates. <laughs> yeah. uh, Merksy. Um, I think we need to point out 
that this is not a sponsored Netflix segment. But we're more than happy for it to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all the bosses, all the, all the big brass at Netflix are watching. Yes. Um, I've, look, I've just written on my notes here. Um, tag in Netflix. At, at Netflix. <laughs> at Netflix.com. <laughs> but it's the same uh, kind of format as Drive to Survive in so far as they follow characters each episode. Yep. Um, and so we start... Uh, with Fabio Jakobsen and his incredible story um, mm. of resilience and comeback and um, <sighs> what a hero he is. I don't want too many spoilers, Joel. Yeah. I know that you've not partaken the in the binging one. yet. Is, it, is, he, is, it, is it vivid? Like when you talk about Fabio and what we're seeing, what we're hearing, like is it quite... Well, let's listen to a grab uh, from Fabio Jakobsen in the first episode to give a bit of context to that question. Okay. I lost 10 teeth. Uh, I had 130 stitches. I lost bone in the upper jaw, a little bit of bone in the lower jaw. So when I opened my mouth, you could basically almost look into my nose. I had a lot of uh, cracks in the skull. Maybe I'm forgetting something, but I think it's already quite enough to tell. Uh, so that's graphic. So, so yes, 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 it is rather vivid. I see. Well, he fell at the Tour of Poland a couple of years ago. It materially changed the sport. He nearly lost his life, and it mm. changed uh, the way barriers are designed and safety, especially for sprinters. Uh, it is terribly shit, Joel, that mm. it had to come to something like that before they really looked at the safety of barriers and such. But I'm um, pleased to say that that has improved. But th this young man, he says before, you know, during the documentary that, of course, he's scared going out there racing, that it's not easy for him mm -hmm. to get back out there. And when you put that in the context um, of, of what he does... That first episode is really, really hard hitting, um, taking you into the crazy, dangerous, mm. thrilling, exciting world of professional cycling. We speak so. a lot about uh, the internal pressure, so pressure that teams, team directors put on yes. athletes. Uh, is there... Are we going into that? Are we getting some insight? I'm glad you asked this because I wrote many notes and um, look, I, I won't lie. I tried to take some screenshots with um, subtitles on yeah. to have specific quotes. I can clarify Netflix prevents you from doing that. that you you cannot. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hit screenshot, blank screen. Yeah. Um, but I found it really interesting and fascinating the first couple of episodes, the difference in the approaches from team management. And yeah. you have people like uh, Lefebvre, who we love to hate, uh, but he comes across as pretty balanced. He says, I, I can't please everybody. And some people say I'm not a nice person, but yeah. I'm a pretty good cycling manager. And you can't take that away from him. You know, that they went into the Tour de France last year not with big hopes. They won the first yellow jersey. Mm -hmm. They won the next stage. It was a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. You know, they did a really great job. But then you have teams like EF, uh, Education First, it was then, and you've got Jonathan Vorders. Now, I found this fascinating. He sits the team down and he pretty much says to them, you've had a shit year and if it doesn't get better, we're all out of a job. Oh, and he says, okay. me too, but the sponsors aren't going to continue to pay us if we don't improve our game. Right. But then in the next breath, he says, the Tour de France is a pretty big deal. And I hope the riders don't feel too much pressure from it. I'm like, hmm. Oh, right. What? Hold on. So the same like, guy that issued the threat then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And it, and I got a message um, from a friend who said her first impression of watching it was how disposable riders are. Yeah. Okay. And you watch these scenes and you're like, yeah, that's pretty harsh. But then you. You go to another team, you go to Ineos and they, these beautiful motivational speeches, like you guys are so capable. We have so much faith in you. Just go out there and do your thing. You've got Jumbo Visma who are so clearly agile mm -hmm. when it goes well, when it goes badly of balancing emotions, really honest conversations between your Wout Van Aert who could win 10 stages on, him, on his own, but he's putting that on hold in order to support yeah. the, the leaders in Vingago and Roglic and... Mm -hmm. You know, I think the juxtaposition between the different management styles is super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and there's also a, a b good bit of Aussie representation early on in the season with Glutes O'Connor. 
Oh, it's glutesy. Good. It is glutesy. But Good. again, what, what comes up with him is he's almost begging them to get an x-ray and saying, I can't walk. I'm in so much pain. And they're saying, you'll be right. You're a, you're a beast. Look at those glutes. We, you know, we have faith in you. And yeah. It, there's so many emotions as a viewer Wow, going like, wow, what, so what harsh. A, but a new viewer. What about a newcomer? So well, they, is it, is I think it, it's great. They yeah. explain it so well yeah. that you feel like you're in it. Great. I mean, it's not quite succession. You're not like deciding who you loathe the most or yeah. whatnot. It's not that harsh. Far off. Yeah, okay. But there's certainly very strong and different personalities. But I've got to say that probably the biggest uh, thing I noticed, yeah. um, and a bit of a spoiler here, Joel, across every language, <laughs> when teams are frustrated... The F word, swears. the F bomb, okay. but not just swears. The F bomb in every iteration, like right. effing hell, effing this, effing, and it kind of made me laugh because yeah. I thought that's what I grew up in, and it is a word uh, that I use when I'm frustrated uh, quite easily, and I have to catch myself, and then I think, well, probably no wonder. It's it's you've come out of the system. It is. That, uh, I mean, they and there's so many languages represented, yeah. but that's. That comes up again and again. It's, it's almost funny. I'd love to see a, a montage of the F bomb in all I know. The different languages. I, that would yeah. be very funny too. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it sounds really cool. I, it uh, is. I do look forward to watching it. And look, great for the sport, obviously. Yes. Uh, this mainstream yep. tilt, this authenticity that these docos are bringing. And again, I go back to Drive to Survive. They've done tennis, they've done golf as well. And it is a little bit of a warts and all, no holds barred. Here we are. And sometimes, I think in the case of the golf one, with all respect to the athletes, they came across looking a little bit entitled, potentially. Mm. Whereas this, it sounds like we're going to sympathise with these guys uh, because of the immense pressure that they're under. And Um, I think peeling back the curtain, it's a huge opportunity for sponsors in the sport because it just shows another side. But I reckon it might also regulate some personalities. Okay. Because when you know the cameras are there... And the world's going to have an opinion on how you're handling things. Yeah. I think perhaps they have to behave. I, I mean, like team managers in particular, perhaps they have to behave a little bit better. I think uh, I, I think cycling shoots itself in the foot to a degree here because you've got a really good opportunity for people to get on board and pick a, pick a team, basically. If you're not familiar with pro cycling and, and these, these athletes, all of a sudden, and this is what happened. Again, I go to Drive to Survive. All of a sudden, people who had never followed Formula One are going, I'm all, I'm all about Ferrari. Yes. You know, I'm all or about Alfa Tori, Red Bull, whatever. Whereas in cycling, it's like, I'm all about a team that no longer has the name that it had when I watched the doco. Yes. And that was a week ago. What's going on? <laughs> yes. Well, we, Merxie and I had a little bit of fun with this. Because oh, you guys always have a little bit of fun, oh, Kate Bates. It's lovely. It's, you got to get in on it, Joel, because yeah. Merxie didn't necessarily come from the long cycling history yep. that I do. He, he's been a fan for over a decade now. But the constant that comes up is you can't get How on board. How do you get board. behind like, them? Yeah. We talk about the Eels all the time, the Parramatta Eels, my football team, or the Brisbane so, Broncos. On, sorry, sorry, you talk about the Eels all the yeah, time. Fair, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Yeah. But they're the Eels. 100%. P- people I'm with you. have sponsored them on and off over the years and they're yep. on their shirts, but they don't become the hardy eels, although that has a bit of a ring to it. <laughs> it's an animal. It's yeah, the eels, yeah, yeah. it's a logo. You the get rabbitos. on board with that. And I literally yep. go to the football in a jersey that I got 25 years ago. Yeah. Because you still can. But if you've just jumped into Netflix and unchained and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm such a big fan. Fan of Quickstep Alpha Vinyl, mm-hmm. gone. Within, like, literally you watch the episode and then the next time you read about this team that you're, like, you're interested in, oh, is that is that the same? Is that, <laughs> exactly. Wait, is that the same team? I, I'm well, not sure. Well, Trek Segafredo, gone. Gone. Trek Lidl now. Jaco Buck Exchange, A gone. gone. <laughs> yeah. Yumbo Visma, I know. about to be gone. This one rattles me. Yumbo's just announced that they've achieved everything. They wanted to in sport, in uh, cycling, and they're out. So whatever. we can't even follow them. No. And um, so Merxy put it out on Twitter. Yeah. What if we force the teams, strong-armed them, uh, into having an identity? Yeah. And R- then... Like to a rusted-on approach. Ru- yes. Yeah. And then they had the same colours. Yeah. They had the same name. I mean, the obvious that have already done this uh, is the Wolf Pack. Yes. So we could go with that. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the name, but hey, yeah, it at least it's 
You know, they're not my team and that's fine. Um, at least they're distinctive, right? Uh-huh. So we put it out on Twitter. There were some, there were some funny ones. I'm, I'm going to bring them up. Um, we kicked off, um, or should I say Merksy kicked off, um, with the platypuses. Okay. For yep. the Australian team. The platypuses. Right. Sure. I mean, I, I thought they were a little bit placid. Is, it, is a plural of a platypus a platypie? I believe so. So wouldn't it be See? the platypie? Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the bike exchange platypi. I mean, given that pies are our one of our national foods, it would have a good time. Just call them the pies. Then. <laughs> what a creative process this has been. It, it is. Yeah. Well, and uh, we've got some very funny ones. I, I want to read some out because we had a good old bit of um, fun. Um, all across Europe, they were getting into it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Mark Contador, uh, he's come up with Canyon Spam. Ah, very good. As in spam the ham, yeah, not spam, spam like junk mail. Yeah, yeah. Like just to be clear An about that. An important distinction, yeah. Yes, we've got um, the Movistar Chillers <laughs> from Buttered Frog. Okay, yeah. Um, he, this is a bit of um, throwing shade. From Fabrizio, we've got Archaea Samsic become dark matter because we know they're there, but we don't see. That's Ooh. pretty clever. Not all of them throw shade, though. Dark um, Matter's a cool name, though. Well, we've got the Warriors, which yeah. I like. Yeah. I like that. We've got the Wisconsin Cheese Wheels. Cheese Wheels is brilliant. Um, For Trek Sagafredo, because Trek is based in yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah. But again, what happens if Trek are out? But I guess you've still got the Cheese Wheels. Um, We've got the Green Edge Campers. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Um, We have the Psychedelics. The psychedelics. Psychedelics. And that's for Canyon Sram. <laughs> so um, shout out to Lucas Knopfler because yeah. he got, he's a fantastic uh, journo from uh, Germany. He got really into it. Yeah. And I mean, to the point, I tweeted him back and I said, you're enjoying this as much as we are. He was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, and he had many, um, <laughs> he had many suggestions. Yumbo Visma, the bees. The bees. Okay. Yes. Color scheme. Yeah. Um, Lidl Trek, the Harlequins. I love that. I quite like that. For some as well. reason, I just I respond to teams named the Harlequins. Oh, like in rugby, yeah. I don't oh, know. There you go. About the Harlequins. Well, I mean, the obvious one, the Grenadiers. Yeah, that was from Dimo. Um, but we also then that kind of went on to the Brexiteers. Brexiteers. So we could do that. Brilliant. Um, the Wanderers for Jaco. You know, the whole caravan yeah. kind of thing. Great right? theme song to be had too. The Argies. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, the Argies for EF, which oh, kind the Argies. of like it goes back to their days where they had Argyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought the for Cofidus, Le Cocks. The look, like the the chickens. The so chickens. Did you say Le or the? Le. Le. Okay. Le Cocks. Like C O Q. Like it, they used to. Lecoq Sportif used to sponsor yeah. the Tour de France jersey. Yeah, yeah. It would be very good. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm aware of the brand. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, not the Roosters. Riv- or could be. Yeah, no. Um, River City Studios, where we record our podcast. Um, they came up with the baguettes. The baguettes, is fantastic. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. As they're, long as they're not beef baguettes. No. <laughs> There's been some great suggestions. Let us know your thoughts um, to our listeners because I think that we could um, get quite a dossier going of suggestions. I love it. I think it's fantastic. uh, Shoot them across to our friends at the UCI. Yeah. They give us dossiers of rules. We'll get them dossiers of name. And we commit to reading the dossiers of rules. You have them memorized. Exactly. So, Um, yeah, we had a bit of fun with that. I have a few. Yep. Uh, Yumbo. Oh, yeah. I know Yumbo's doing what Yumbo's doing. But what about the Yumbo Jumbos? Just to play on the Yumbo thing. But Yumbo's leaving. I know, but just for the time, you know, let's just have a legacy name. Oh, yeah, I like that actually. Then the, we can ha ha. Or we can back. celebrate one of the, the, the lead riders and go the Yumbo Go Go's. The Yumbo Go Go's. Well, uh, I thought um, maybe the Lions or the Lionesses for Yumbo because that's, good. that's the national animal of, yeah. of the Netherlands. That works well. I mean, it's nowhere near Africa, but still. The lion Let's is appropriate the lion, symbol. though. Yes. It'll, I'm sure it's in some zoos. Or the, the oranges, maybe. The oranges. <laughs> uh, Ineos, the Ineos Bobbies. Oh, I like or that. Or the Ineos Bulldogs. Oh, I, I like Or the Ineos that. Black Caps. Oh. Uh, one of those. Yep, you've really delved into that. The yep. Bike Exchange Bogans. <laughs> or the Bike Exchange Dingoes. Oh. I thought the Dingoes had a nice ring to it. I yeah, I like that. I like that. 
with Trek, I want to do the, the same thing. Let's steam it in America. But I thought, let's go with a, an icon and say either the Trek Tom Cruises oh. or the Trek Armstrongs. I'd oh, I'm oh, so looking forward to your I reaction think, yeah, to that one. I, I think we put that one on us. <laughs> what about, because um, linking it to Bora Hansko, they're German. Yeah. What about the pretzels? The bratwurst. The bratties. The Bora bratties. The the Bora I like bratties. the pretzels, the yeah. snapping pretzels. No. What about the Bora punch buggies? Is that from Germany? Yeah, punch, punch buggies, buggies from Germany. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, punch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beetle. Okay. What about oh, the, Bora the Beatles? Beatles? Oh my goodness! <laughs> what a creative this process. This is like, you know, genius happening live. The AG2R O'Connors. How about the glutes? How about the glutes? How about the SD walls? Oh. Because we've been calling them that anyway. Well, somebody thought they could be because they're uh, like a construction hire companies that they should be called the portaloos. <laughs> the <laughs> The dump and runs. The doll. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is fantastic. Let us know what you think. You can get onto social media and join the fun because it's been a, a, it is quite fun. a rabbit hole that you've fallen <laughs> into. Has. And uh, yes. lovely assistance, support and creativity coming from all around the world. But it goes back to the, a very serious point of like, stop. Stop messing with it. Let us let us get rusted on. Let us grow attached to these teams. you teams. know what? I'm a rusted on fan of the eels. The eel is not my favourite animal, Joel. No. So let's not even be picky. No. Let's not say, oh, I don't know about that. Like, yeah. let's just choose something. Logo it up. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. You're on your way to being a uh, long-term fan. I 100% yep. agree. Yes. Uh, the bike exchange carnivorous marsupials. <laughs> Maybe we should give a nod to the some quokkas. endangered Australian mammals. Or, yeah, because Maybe. there's plenty of them. Glutes so. O'Connor from WA, the, the quokkas. There's, like, yeah. <laughs> there's a link in there. Yeah. A tie-in. Okay, really good. <laughs> or we could use some bikey names, like the pedal pushers, the, the bike pumps. The bike, yeah. Yeah. I don't the know The tubes, the burst tubes. I think you were onto some earlier ones. The handlebar <laughs> brothers and sisters. Anyway, yes. uh, this is the Wheelhouse Podcast, having some fun on our 50th episode. And uh, if you're just tuning in, this is what it's all about. Very serious deep dive into the sport of cycling. If you've been along for the ride, uh, thank you. And please continue to be along for the ride. Now, we've got a month to go to the tour. Bates. Not even. Not even a month. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you've mentioned a couple of names today. TDF news is ramping up across the board. It is. We haven't. Your, your Wout Van Art jar is almost empty. You've only mentioned him, I think, fifteen times today, which oh, is look. way down on your average. Well, just watch Unchained, Joel, yeah. and you'll mention him more. Is that handsome, dazzling Dasher in there as well? Is he? <laughs> yeah, is he, he wearing is. a shirt? There's a whole or what? episode. Oh, He's got his shirt on the whole time. Mercy. <laughs> he has very good hair, high hair. He does. So okay, yeah. so you see the the helmet, and he's not wearing that that brain helmet he was wearing. Well, so, I okay. don't know. Um, I did ask what brand of mascara Demi Vollering wore through the classics because it was indestructible. What kind of hair gel is Van Art wearing oh, that he wow. can take that helmet off and it remains? Yeah. It's got to so. be like an, an expensive pomard. It has to be. <laughs> There's a name, the pomards. Oh, add that to the, the list. The Ineos pomards. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, it's way too early to get our tips out, but uh, Wout will be there. MVDP back as well. Pog will be back. Should I throw it out there? Who's who's having Ooh. the best of the prep so far? And when you're looking at MVTP and that, you're not looking at anything more than a couple of stages potentially. Mm. But uh, what are you what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I think there's. I hope the Netflix crew is along for the ride on this one because there's a lot of parallel, beautiful storylines. Mm. We're looking at obviously Jonas and uh, the Pog uh, challenging each other again, but. Yep. You know, Ben O'Connor, Glutzy, he's in good form. MVDP, we haven't seen him racing in a little while, but he and Van Art will reignite their rivalry for some stages. Who can look past Mark Cavendish? Will he win on oh. the Champs-Élysées? Will he take that record? I mean, it's nail-biting stuff already. Are we uh, We're going to France. Oh, of course. Maxie, that, is that all, that's all sorted, isn't it? Working on it. Have you booked our uh, B&Bs, <laughs> hotels? Yeah. The RV. Yeah. We'll just go around in an RV. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to ask you, uh, before we finish up today, 50 episodes of the Wheelhouse podcast. Uh, da, da, da. We've had a few trips, been to a couple of things and done a few mm. stuffs. Uh, what's, what's been the highlight for you of this uh, this dramatic run of podcasting? 
um, your dramatic run after Jay Vine up the corkscrew, up the corkscrew. And do it out under. Okay. International yeah. television yeah. there, all I was doing, and um, Merksy was chasing you, I might add. He was. I was just hoping that neither of you stacked it. Yeah. Because that's all I could see happening. Uh, no, yeah, because Javine wasn't the last rider. We would have been uh, causing no, quite a bit no, of distress. No, I, I think that <laughs> we, we have, and, and thank you to the athletes who have been so generous in giving us their time as well um, and these wonderful stories. I have been um, in cycling for decades and decades, but uh, from the anger we get to explore it at, it's mm. really quite a privilege. Um, and to have you and Merksy along for the ride the whole time. Yep. A huge shout out to Merksy. I know we don't like saying shout out, but I've just said it. But I've said it twice, <laughs> yeah, in yeah, fact. Yeah. Uh, a mention, huge yeah. mention of Merksy's yes. uh, incredible work. Uh, i got to say, you uh, corralling Remco uh, as he was world champion in Wollongong and getting up and just straight shooting with him and then saying, I'm from the Wheelhouse podcast. Are you a fan, basically? And go, yeah, <laughs> yes. of course I am. Of course he, I am. He did. He said, I listened to it, and that's got to be a personal career highlight for me. Oh, that's absolutely then, outstanding. Thank you, Remco. Uh, and I'll give it, you were talking about the corkscrew. I'll give a mention to Merksy uh, for the amount of gear that we had to lug up that uh, that arduous yes. thing. And then Merksy saying at the start of the day, maybe this would be a good spot towards the top. And you and I going, no, <laughs> no, we've got to get down in the thick of it, mate. And then mm. later going, why didn't we? Lessons, lessons, lessons. It has been a really, really fun ride. And before we go, I want to mention another doco just quickly. Uh, we spoke, we had an, a, a comeback special episode, which was one of my favourite episodes so far. I love those those historical deep dives. And the subject I brought to the table was the great Greg Lamont uh, yes. and his his work coming back to win the tour after being literally shot uh, in the chest by a turkey rifle. Now a doco, a doco, a doco coming out. Uh, the Last Rider as well, featuring him, his wife, and all involved. Yes, it drops June 23rd. It's actually, uh, we've looked it up, it's at some local theatres here in Brisbane, okay. in Newstead, I, I think, on the 23rd. So um, check your local guides for that because it'll be worth seeing. Yeah. I think these stories are just, so, they bring in so many new contexts and, and beauty, and I agree, yeah. it's a pretty remarkable story. Uh, and he and his wife, Kathy have been uh, pretty heavily promoting it, so I think it's a good one. What a legend! Yes. Are you, uh, one thing we'll I go noticed... to the actual flicks and, and watch it. Well, okay, like, yeah, sit yeah, down yeah. Date at the night. cinema and Mercy. watch it. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good one. Lots of popcorn. One thing I noticed is they just they weren't wearing helmets in that day. No, they didn't. Two thousand and three is when they started wearing helmets. That sickens me. Uh, Maybe what? we should start wearing helmets on the podcast to send the message. <laughs> yes, safety first. This is the Wheelhouse Podcast, episode fifty. Thank you so much for being part of the ride. Like, share, subscribe, tell everyone you know. Get in with some team names. Let us know Please what you do. think of ours. Yes, as well. Just search for the Wheelhouse if and, you're not. Uh, already and when you're binging Unchained, make sure you hydrate. Yeah, you're happy with the na- <laughs> yeah. I should have asked. You're happy with the doco names? Oh, we'll go with it. I mean, it is what it is now. <laughs> Too late now. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, my name's Joel Spreadborough. Kate Bates, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Joel. We'll see you for episode 51 next time. <laughs> Over and out. Let's go.